What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. Get on my level, ho. Get on my level, ho. Unique. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a good little mashup. All right, Draco. What's up? How you doing? I am. Um, I don't want to claim exhausted, but I am really tired. I've been tired this whole week. Tired has um, been a thing for the past couple years for us, so that's okay. Yeah, I've been trying to um get back on a healthy vitamin regimen, um, which is going pretty well. Um, my only problem now is that I need to get enough water because what I did was I bought a um, water filter because California water is absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why people think, you know, New, actually New York has the, the best water and California has probably the worst. And which, No, Florida has the worst. But ain't that crazy? crazy? Cause you would think New like, York our water to me smell like bleach. Oh, wow. Like, it's very harsh on our skin too because like, my skin be so dry. Before moving here, like, my skin never was dry. Even if I didn't moisturize, I didn't have dry skin, but it'd be drying my face out, yeah. But um, that water filter is stopping my bag because I be wanting my water cold right then. So I'm used oh. to having water bottles in the refrigerator. Yeah, so your refrigerator doesn't have a... Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to just go and um, I'm finna start back getting them. Um, I said that what I was going to do is just order, they have like some reusable Voss looking bottles on Amazon. You get like eight for $17 or something. I was going to buy that, fill them up with my water filter and just keep them in the refrigerator. Yeah. Like that, just reuse those bottles. Um, so that way I won't be having to go to the store and buy, cause that's my problem. Like I don't. Want to have to keep going to the store to buy cases of freaking water. So one extreme measure is to get that water gallon system delivery system. You know those big like crystal waters. Yeah, but um, you mentioned the water thing. I um, I use this shower head that has like a filtration system built there. I'm not sure if you ever seen this before, but it's really it's really cheap. So I've had it for about a year now. But not only did it increase, I'll send you the link. But not only did it increase the water pressure, but it has this filtration system that if you have harsh water or hard water, it won't be as harmful to your hair and your skin. So that could be helpful to you because I, I mean, obviously you have hair that you grow and it's important. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, no, seriously, no, that is important because I'm telling you, I'm 33 years old, and in my head, I'm like, that's not old. Oh, I set a line for. For how long you gonna wait to record? No, nah, to get up to record because I knew I was going to sleep. Oh, good job. Um, Draco um, ghosted me yesterday, y'all. And nah, listen, <laughs> I'm just playing. Day before day. yesterday, I went to sleep at like one thinking I'm gonna get up at 3 30 and I could just, you know, whatever. And then I ended up sleeping to like six. I was exhausted. I figured you would sleep. I was like, I think he's sleep. Let me just. I was um, tired. I was so tired. I'm not tripping, but you know, at this point. It is what it is, but um, we yeah, that's it with the water thing. But you know, get out. Yeah, I've been going to running, so I didn't go today, but I'll be there in the morning and Sunday morning. Yeah, I've been taking longer walks with Hazel. We always walk, but I mean, my neighborhood is almost endless walking. It's not walking trails, but you know, when it's a subdivision, you can just walk and walk. So me and Hazel be walking, and then I um let her run around the dog park. So that's good exercise. I always try to like burn off a meal. So if I walk in the morning, I'll eat first, and then I go walk, and then I burn. You know, if I can burn off half to the whole thing, depending on what I ate, that's a good goal. But I gotta get back into it because I, when I was working in the office, I used to always do a couple miles a day, guaranteed. I would always randomly leave my desk and go for a walk i would spend my, my lunch time on walks and but and when i got hazel i definitely started walking more but with the weather it's easy to get off track with that because it's like oh i can't walk today next thing you know you ain't walking in two weeks and then you can't mm. see the draws you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i've been doing that too i need to drop 15 pounds it's been the same 15 pounds i've been needing to drop for the longest um and i've probably gained like three pounds so that's i mean that's not a lot but it's it's definitely not progressive so i've been working on that I got a lot of changes going on in my life right now. Professionally, I don't see. I'm always hesitant to, if I should talk about work stuff on here because you can't control who's listening. But I got a, some good financial changes coming my way. Let's just say that. And um, I have just, you know, I have this 
unintentional addiction to being busy. I'm always signing up for new responsibilities. I just, I signed up yesterday to be a secret shopper at this, at this company. <laughs> what do we, what are we going on? In my eyes, if I got 15 minutes free, then that's 15 minutes I could be getting paid. I ain't heard back yet, but I'm real cool with the owner. So I'm about to, um, sort of look natural if I come in there. But I know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> that's not the new financial change. That's just one of the things I'm willing to share because it's laughable. Yeah. Um. On top that of that, <laughs> on top of that, I have um. I'm working on purchasing another investment property in the uh, same area as my prior one. And once I get this one, I think I'm going to just hand them over. This is the thing. I really pride myself on being a really good landlord. I have gotten so much good feedback from my tenants, even their families about like, wow, you were just so easy to work with. You even costed more, but we wanted to work with you because you were so thorough. And this, for this to be my first real run at this, it makes me feel good. And the attention to detail, I just really care. I mean, I just that's just how I am in real life and at work. So it just reflects. But once I started to see how some of the other landlords were that are my competition, I'm like, oh wow, I got this in a bag, baby. Because the way that the way that some people handle business and the way that some people talk to people that that they're looking to pay them is really insane. People are very unprofessional. So anyway, I'm gonna get two to three uh, more rental properties, and then I'm just gonna get. If I find I have found a property management company, I just need to feel comfortable working with them because I want them to deliver the same level of service that I offer. Because I kind of take, I kind of want my tenant. I don't want them to feel like family. Let's not get it confused. But I definitely want them to, because a good landlord means you'll always have tenants. I want them to suggest me. But if my property manager fall short that's gonna fall short on me because that makes people less likely to you know want to rent from me so anyway that's what i'm working on yeah, we love to see it we need my millionaires from camera Sarat. i'm next right behind you boy <laughs> you probably don't already touched a million don't even realize it i probably have <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's kind of wild not that it matters to me that's never been my goal per se my goal is just to never be broke but when it comes to like paperwork and stuff like that you definitely get a lot more uh, flexibility to get more money so let's because my next step after these um next two properties is to get commercial properties so i would like buildings i want to get like a venue i want apartment buildings and stuff like that and i'll have a lot more leverage and the way i've been treating this rental property stuff is none of that money exists it doesn't go to me it doesn't it goes to my business account and i do not touch it and i it's going to continue to be that way so um i'll be able to you know maybe one day buy a property cash because of the money that my property has made me yeah um but yeah so anyhow that's what i've been working on um small flex nothing crazy and uh other than that i am uh you know just just trying to plan my life out, man. I'm really trying to retire early. I got my, I've been driving this Audi for um, a rental. I think that's gonna be my next car. I really do want the Porsche, but I can't get the Porsche living where I live because I've, I I respect that car so much. I wanted to have its own room, aka garage. So, but the Audi truck is that girl. It drives perfect. It feels. Perfect. I feel like the Audi is a better car anyway. Well, technically, a Porsche McCann is an excellent car, maintenance-wise, longevity, etc. But it is bigger than it's slightly bigger. It, like when I'm in the McCann, I feel like I'm in an SUV. But in the in the Audi Q3, which is what I'm in, I feel like I'm just you know in another car. And it could be because I got more practice with the McCann, and now I'm comfortable. So I probably have to switch between the two to confirm. But all these cars, I mean, the McCann is gonna cost me another twenty grand. So that's a big decision maker. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also if I get the if I get the McCann, I won't want to use that as my business car. But the Audi, I will. It just feels a little bit more, you know. Or I can get like a Forerunner because I've been thinking about that, like a Toyota truck or a Lexus truck. I don't want to keep changing cars. I would like a nice business car that I will I can drive to the middle of nowhere and not feel like oh I don't like I drive around a lot of dirt roads, so I don't want to drive a Porsche on something like that. I don't even like drive my Mercedes on it. But if I have like a mid-sized SUV or even the Audi, I'm like okay, I can you know this not a big this car can take a beating. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. I'm still on a Jeep, honestly. I just feel like it's the only thing that could really satisfy me and mm-hmm. what I have going on. Like, I feel like the back part of it is so spacious. I feel like it's it's very sturdy. And the roads here are not paved well. And we don't have a lot of potholes, but I guess because of the heat and the earthquakes, the, the it looked like this. Like, the street be looking like a wave, but it be yeah. like going across so your car be leaning on the highway or uh-uh. feel like you riding like this like i need a jeep so yeah and jeeps you can kind of you can do a somersault and them things and, and leave with no scratches 
Honestly, because the Toyota is really insane. I never thought about getting a Jeep. Like I've never been attracted to it, but it is a very nice uh and that's a and I always say like I want a car that won't age. You know what I'm saying? A Jeep, you can yeah. have the same Jeep the rest of your darn life. For real, for real. Yeah, that's a, that's mainly what I'm doing. I'm I'm um I think I'm entering my uh what what my friends call my LA phase where I'm trying to like <laughs> Oh Jeep is some good prices too. Oh. Yeah. Do I want a Jeep? You probably do. <laughs> But I'm just working on trying to just save, like save money, save, uh, um, like stop wasting things. Cause I do feel like I waste a lot of food. I, I cook a lot of food for myself sometimes and I don't eat it. Um, and I thought it was my week for black bins of the week. Cause that actually was going to be my black bins of the week, this girl, but well, I wait. Do a I, duo. It don't matter I, to me. I won't, uh, no, I'm gonna wait till next week and do it. Cause, um, I need to do some research. I, um, I'll be, Finding people who I who I love online, and I'll be doing my research on them, and sometimes they be problematic. I I shouted out one, maybe two business during my little Black History Month movement, and I because I always say I only recommend Black businesses that I have used, but I I was missing two, and I was all right. Let me recognize this one. Big mistake. So, oh, people, people were like. Yeah, people was telling me like they reached out to them. They and I don't like that because I want you know I care about having trust. You know what I'm saying? I want to be reliable. So when people embarrass me now, I gotta act like you don't have no business. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let's get into Black Bins of the Week, y'all. So I um so first of all, I um recently discovered so you know this food hall thing has been a trend lately, and those are typically really cool. They're basically like a food court, but you know in a in a in a. A, not connected to a mall. So I recently uh, checked out Chattahoochee Food Works, which is uh, off of, it's basically like, the, it's off Howell Mill, basically. But the way, you know, from my house, I can get to it from just taking Atlanta Road all the way down. So I was, I went, I saw someone post on Instagram this particular business called the Grub Truck Stop and it's in the Chattahoochee Food Works. And going there, I discovered so many food options. They have a lot of things. They have a couple of black owned businesses that I know of. I don't know how many others, but it's actually a really cool place to go. And one thing with me, when it comes to going anywhere in Atlanta I care about the access to parking they have front park parking in front of it and they have a parking deck baby you had me at parking deck perfect <laughs> so I can go all the time and feel comfortable because a lot of places in Atlanta y'all know we got a parallel park you got to yeah. squeeze into these tight spaces or there's no parking at all to where you got to take an uber which I'll never understand how that's a smart business um, idea because it's not very welcoming however these places are still thriving with no parking so go figure so the place called Grub Truck Stop, and that's their name on Instagram. And what I got from them was a lobster grilled cheese. And then I went back uh, yesterday and got the lobster and crab grilled cheese. It's actually really good. So I know people that have things like lobster, mac and cheese and stuff like that. I don't really like those kind of combos, but I will say it's the idea of it that I don't like because I had someone's shrimp mac and cheese once and I did not like it, but I think it's because that person was a fraud. Um, So... Uh, this place they don't overdo the cheese whatsoever to the point where i had leftovers from my sandwich the next day i put it in my air fryer and it tasted just like it did the day before and that's a big deal to me because you know bread gets soggy cheese gets greasy and oily but that was not the case so it was really good so check it out it's ran by it's family operator from my understanding it's the husband and the wife but chattahoochee food works itself is on 1235 chattahoochee avenue northwest atlanta 30318 um, so if you come from Howell Mill, it's behind D and K or K and G, the soup put the soup place. But if you're coming from the Cobb County side, it's after the um it's past Nuevo Laredo. And so all, that's okay. all the same street. But check them out, Instagram, check them out at the Food Works. And it's a couple other places in there. So y'all, uh, I think you'll like it. They also have loaded fries. They have um, I think they have like shrimp baskets and stuff like that, but their key product is the is the grilled cheese. And it's actually really good. So I'll give it to them. All right. Let's move on. So, um, are we sliding right on into uh shop talk? We can. I have a tweet from the streets. What you thinking? I'm gonna let you do her first, and then I'm gonna slide up in there, motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, people was dragging Twenty One Savage this week because he told Atlanta to put the guns down, and people pulled a this you on him with his lyrics. And you know, I think that's an interesting topic that we have kind of brushed over as a community because we love rap music so much. People, um, you know, when we were younger, people having outrage about video games and it, it encouraged violent activities. It put type of images in kids' heads that they shouldn't, you know, they were too young to process. And when it comes to music, people at one point were worried about it being too sexualized and also now too violent. 
violent. So a lot of things that they feel like have had a negative impact on the community. And some can say music is entertainment. This week, this used to be my stance. Music is entertainment. People, you know, raise your kids. They'll know right from wrong. But we all know that's not the truth. Yeah. And so people basically was like, well, you tweet, you rap about this, you rap about that. And his perspective was like, listen, I could still care about the safety of my neighborhood, but rapping is just entertainment. And yes, it is entertainment, but I think what people miss, like, for example, we have a lot of violent movies, movies, we have documentaries, we have all these different shows that convey an image that is not helpful to the community. But I think where the difference here is when it comes to an artist, they live that lifestyle off the record. So in real life, they're carrying themselves as a trapper, as a killer. They they fit the look and the feel of the type of music. So now people beyond the music, people are inspired by the artists as well because they are living what they rap or they appear to be doing so. But when it comes to movies and TV shows, these people are playing a role and then in real life they just typically look like a regular Jack and Jill. Like it's like nothing to be, you know. So it's like a clear division. So anyway, I have I used to not feel like putting stuff in music was a negative impact. But as I've gotten more mature and a little bit older, I'm like, you know what? There is a clear difference in society today. And there's a clear change in censorship and the type of things that we consume and how we consume them. So I am with the people. I love 21 Savage and it's okay to want better for your community. But I think you do have to be intentional about the things you rap about and put out and, and the image that you convey because it is obviously possible to recover or re reform from the streets. But if those are the things you continuously talk about, it's hard for people to realize that. That's yeah. all. Um, I think I think I feel the same way. But I will say in his defense, um, not in the, in his defense for real, but um, he's 29. Like he's coming into being a 30-year-old. And I think that most of the rappers that's in the industry that are um, that have like retired or they don't rap anymore, they're older. A lot of them, um, you know, did the same thing. They talked about violence. They talked about crack because that was a big thing. They talked about selling it. They talked about prostitution. But as they got older, you know, you start to realize that when you start having a family and you start to really get out of that street stuff, you realize how important it is that the rap music, um, you know, is a reflection of who you really are and what you really support. So I think that that's just something that he probably needs to address, you know, in future music, if he decides to put out more music, which I'm sure he will. But um, I do think that the music has a, a really big impact on the culture, especially with drugs. Like a lot of these drugs, um, which, is, which is fucked up, is that a lot of these artists say that they don't even take those drug, they, drugs they rap about, but they yeah. rap about mixing certain things and blah, blah, blah. And then now on the street, they want to do that because Future rap this lyric yeah. in his song and now we, you know, we want to try it. Like he said, it made him feel this type of way. Those are really, Hard. I remember growing up um, as a young adult and I used to ask people, because I try not to be as judgmental uh, when it came to stuff like cocaine because I don't personally have the urge to do it or I don't want to, but I ask questions to my friends and I'm like, what? What would make you now? What made you want to try that, or what made you want to do that? And it's because people in the industry they glorify certain things as like a luxury. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's not so bad or wow. I mean, look at him; he good. Rich people do these things, so they want to be associated with people who have money instead of actually having the money. Ain't that crazy? It's yeah. like we. It's like everybody living in mirage. Like you want to look really like sick. you have this money. And you, you're taking these drugs because rappers are taking them. Like, even down to, I was looking at dogs. I mean, we were talking about dogs yesterday, and I was just saying how, like, everybody in L.A. has the same dog. If it's not a Frenchie, it's a doodle of some sort. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He does have a, a responsibility as an artist, you know, especially if he has an issue with it. He has a responsibility of not putting those things out there yeah i agree and unfortunately people love shot the shock value in that type of music especially now because if you think about it people have always talked about violence and sex but it's always been in a um like a creative way like metaphorically um it was not always outright you know raunchy i guess you can say and the, even it when it was it was always a specific person but now you can kind of guarantee the next song you hear is going to be like that so i think that um people when if somebody like 21 i mean there are several artists who do not promote that type of activity but they'll never get the same attention because it's not people don't want to hear that they want to hear like 
oh yeah, shoot him up, bang bang. Da, 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 da. So yeah. I mean, it's a catch twenty two because it's not just rap, but but it's rap that is the more popular. So that's what that's who gets the attention from it. But you know, I get it. Twenty one, I do understand. Like I love the hood. I'm always rapping my hood. But I don't want to be in the hood. But I'm pretty sure if I rap, I'll be rap, I'll be rapping Camelton all the time. So I get it. But it's just gonna be a clear line of like, hey man, you can talk about how you move past and stuff like that. But again, people don't want to hear that, especially from somebody that established themselves from that kind of persona. So yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and go into shop talk. Um. All right. So shop talk today. I want to talk about my homegirl in my head. Her name is um, Elizabeth, a.k.a. Lizzo. Um, so, Kathy Hilton. So, let me just do a, a back story. I don't know her. I know who she is. as a, Like, I know who she's related to, and I know, you know, what family she's a part of, but I don't watch any show, or I have never watched a show that she was on. So, I don't know her humor, her personality, or her lack of knowledge when it comes to certain people. Apparently, she does this all the time. Yeah. But um, I don't like how people are trying to brush this over. Like, I do get it. Like, I feel like people are kind of over every, you know, because not, you know, all the time Lizzo has a problem online. Somebody always says something to her and it's always like um, something that is, to you know, it always, people always make it seem like she's being sensitive, which I do kind of feel like sometimes it is because she presents herself as a strong person. And, and just because you're a strong person doesn't mean that you deserve backlash. I get it. But at the same time, you are in the industry. And unfortunately, people are warranted to say and do whatever they want to online or about you, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Kathy Hilton thing, she, uh, what show was it? Uh Watch what, what happens, happens live. live. Yeah. Watch what happens live, and she mistaken Lizzo for Precious. Me being a black person, I ain't take that lightly because I feel like when that movie came out, people were using that as like derogatory or using it as like a read towards people. Um, and so when I heard it, I'm like, first of all, they don't even look nothing alike. So both basically because they both overweight, they look alike and black. Yeah, you know, because they don't look nothing alike, and they don't even—they not even in the same part of the industry for real. Like, but I don't know. But everybody trying to make it seem like, oh, Kathy, she, it was just a meaningless mistake because she always does this. She always—I'm like, that's—I'm not—I don't know her. I don't, I'm not taking that. Yeah, but I do yeah. feel as if people kind of brush over things like that in that sense when it has when it's not affecting them because it's a lot of people who don't identify as somebody overweight so they don't have those um those issues sometimes that people who are overweight have and so when when people do things like that they're like oh it wasn't even that deep she didn't mean it like that but if if somebody was to say something about bbls or something the whole internet is 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 chiming in oh y'all hoes just broke y'all can't afford it y'all want to look like me no we don't yeah i get it i you know what yeah. I'm so it's like no when I first saw it, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think anything of it because I, number one, I felt like that picture of Lizzo was extremely unflattering. I was like, maybe she thought that was Monique or, you know, I don't, I didn't think Gabri Sidibe, but I'm like, maybe she thought, you know, this and that, but I didn't, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think, I didn't take it no kind of way, but I do understand where it's like, oh, another fat black woman must be precious because even when that movie came out, we were calling people precious if they was fat and black. Like, Every that was- day. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's why I said as a black person, Y'all know what y'all was doing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, why people trying to act like it's not that steep? Like somebody, one of my friends literally wrote me because I posted something about it. I was like, oh, bitch, Lizzo get talked about every day. So what? It doesn't make it okay. That doesn't mean add on to it. it. And it's something I have to try to be intentional about when I tweet about things I don't like. Even if you don't add the person, saying their name is still a form of bullying. Like it's like it will it can it can gain traction and take off. So I have to start I had to start (laughs) tweeting maybe ideas about stuff, unless it wasn't super extreme. Like if I'm tweeting with people while we watch Real Housewives, that's one thing. But I'm not finna go out there and say, like, dang, Lizzo need to lose some weight or something like that. Cause she doesn't. I mean, she can do what she wanna do. But I think yeah. that those things matter. And I think that people expect people don't like fat people. And so when they see something like that, they're like, well, you know what I'm saying? They don't care. It doesn't bother them as much be- because it would be more harmless if she would have said, um, 
I don't know if she would have said Brandy or something like that. Like, oh, <laughs> she just don't, you know, just another black woman. But it's like those attributes specifically uh, is not acceptable. I did see a lot of people saying that's very on brand for her. She, they was like, she wouldn't even recognize her own niece and nephew and stuff like that. And I don't watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but I do think it was an honest mistake. But it is still important for people to be very careful of things they say. She would have been better off saying she don't know. And I thought I also think they played that game because she doesn't recognize people. So I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know the lady like that. I just know who she related to, and I didn't think it was cool. I and I hate that everybody else think that it was cool. Also, everybody else just means Twitter. People who didn't tweet about it probably had a different perspective. Yeah, I got to tell myself whenever I see massive outrage online, those people are only accounting for the folks who picked up their phone to type something. Not everybody yeah. else. All right, so I was on TikTok, as always, and I came across this clip of Santana doing an interview, and he basically was dissing T-Pain, low-key. So basically, he said he turned down the opportunity to do a song with T-Pain because he was like, who got a song with T-Pain? Don't nobody, like, pretty much saying, like, nobody listens to T-Pain. He was like, he could produce a song for me, but I want to do a song with him. And I'm just like, he was like, oh, did he say he said he can produce a song for me and we can get Nicki on it. And I ain't like that. I'm not going to lie to you. And I listen, at this point, it's clearly consistent with his character. You know, I know it's your folks or whatever, but. Oh, I mean, wrong is wrong. I'm not taking yeah, that Yeah, T-Pain is an icon, man. That's so crazy to me that he would even do him like that. Like, T-Pain got more hits than Santana probably ever will. No shade. No shade. I don't know, because I don't know what the future holds. But T-Pain literally paved the way for the sound that we still hear today in music, especially in people singing. And it not, not paved, but I'm not going to say that. He revamped it, because people wasn't on auto-tune like that before him. No. It was just, it was like here and there. But I just didn't like it. I'm like, wow, this is so disrespectful. And they're so close in age. Like, it's just crazy for him to say something like that. To say who got a song with T-Pain, like, to me, it's like... So it's got to be yeah. trendy for you to do it. I just didn't like it. So I just want to bring it yeah. up. I don't like that. I don't like stuff like that either because I feel like um, what I've learned is that I learn from anybody, especially in my line of work. I can learn from people. I can learn from OGs and I can learn from new girls or new people in general. And so um, I hate when people come in the industry and they try to discredit or you know, if you don't really know or you never really listened to his music before like that or you wasn't a fan, then fine. You know, I, he I acknowledged everybody... that T-Pain had a great, like a great career. He actually said it. Okay, but like, what would make you just say that, though? I don't know. Right. That was, that's kind of weird. I don't know. And I and feel like that, that he's, hits, he's like, on a big spirit. opportunity, too, because the thing about it is T-Pain still makes music to this day. And that's and what the host was saying. He the host was, was he, like, he just had a top four, and he was like, what song is it? Ain't nobody heard it. Kehlani. If it charted, people heard it. It's like the, the music doesn't surround around music. For a music. long time, he did a song with Kehlani, and he redid... It was supposed to be like a second part to buy you a drink, but it was a whole new beat and everything, and it went up. Exactly. That's what, the, that's what the host was saying, but Santana was kind of here like, well, I ain't never heard it. So, you know how people are, I ain't never heard of it, so you must not be nobody. I just hate it, and it doesn't seem good coming after the stuff of with the Beyonce situation. I'm just like, all right, he needs to humble himself, like, for real, for real. I'm really proud of Santana and the, and the strides that he's made as an artist, you know, especially to, to get to the point that he has not actually have talent and actually collect. But I think that, you know, in this era, people get famous extremely fast, and they get access extremely fast. He don't perform with Madonna. She don't hop on the song. So he might feel like he's comparable to somebody like her. I mean, to be honest, but yeah. even Madonna probably wouldn't turn down the opportunity to work with T Pain. Every every day, I realize how common delusions of grandeur is. Yeah, it's a shame though. It's just, <laughs> and like people, and I, and it's like I feel like even us at, at thirty three years old, growing up, we have seen so many artists come and go, and people get they're hot in that exact moment but i think they feel like that feeling is going to stay forever like they're going to be the one exempt from falling off and i don't want him to fall off i'm just saying you just don't know what the future holds and to say that you could like it's not impossible for your the rest of your songs to not do well like somebody like t-pain ain't never got to make another song he literally gets paid now for paying video games mm. and while he collects a check for songs he did over a decade ago you know what i'm saying so I don't like that. I just, you know, I think people should, uh, people, uh, people should strive to, people should not have to continuously work in the same area of business. T-Pain shouldn't have to keep singing, rapping, making music. He has made so much money that he can evolve from that. And that's what, like, like, for example, 
we look at people on Real Housewives, like when they first started off on the show and what they're doing now, a lot of people have opened businesses. They've invested in other aspects. They really made the best of the situation that they were in. And I think that should be the goal. So when you look at somebody like T-Pain who has so many hits, so many hits, it's still relevant today and it's still financially secure off of because of he something he did so long ago. It's just so disrespectful to like, say that it's one thing if you genuinely just don't want to work with him but you don't have the, to go as far as to like try to diss him was just out of line so yeah. anyway media training is needed asap asap our artist development the artist development um, is you is know they need, first of all they, be, they want to make a reality show on zeus about everything else they need to have one for artists well artists Ooh, artist boot camp artist boot camp and oh, i need Lorianne to be there Oh Lord! Because they're just gonna be on there fighting, honey. Make them stay singing for bands no more in the shows. Okay, it could be solo artists. Tequita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Let's. Uh, what you got to add? Um, uh, Breakfast Club. Angelique. So, so. I ain't gonna lie, I, I, it was kind of dramatic how Angela posted that and then just left social media for a long time and then <laughs> came back to explain it because I'm like, girl, just say that you're leaving the Breakfast yeah. Club. Stop saying that the Breakfast Club is over. It's not over. She just said, as we know it, she did. She she did specify. She just, I definitely think she shouldn't have tweeted that. I'm like, now nah, why would you do that? She couldn't wait to tweet that too. I bet it was she in her dress for a long time. Um, I do feel like Angela was uh, an important part of the show. I feel like. Charlemagne and DJ Envy for me are a little bit more aggressive when it comes to their style of interviewing. Like they really, I do. DJ Envy. Well, not not Envy all the way, but I do feel like with Charlemagne, he is very like DJ Envy. Not dry to me, not that dry. He be loud and wrong every time. But go yeah, ahead, sorry. He be loud. Angela Yee give like whisper. She brings really? like a, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like she's, she brings like a, a calmness to the show. Cause I feel like everybody be so hyped up and then she comes, she talks in her regular voice and I can kind of really feel her sometimes. I do feel like she do be, anyway, as a radio host, I feel like everybody be kind of wrong on about a lot of stuff. I mean, it's human. Everybody ain't right. Yeah, we. Okay. it's hard to go back on something you say in real time. We do it on the podcast all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, she definitely played a big part in the show. I really want to know who they're going to replace her with because that's a show that's been around for so long. And just to take one, you know, prominent person on the show out and replace it and try to have them mesh with two people that's been OGs on the show for a while is, like, a lot. So, um. I enjoy the Breakfast Club. I know a lot of people have so much to say about it, but I do feel like they ask the questions that realistically we all want to know. Like mm-hmm. they dig deep. They want you know, a lot of people don't ask those questions. And I don't I can't get into Joe Budden show, so I'll just stick to the Breakfast Club. You know? <laughs> yes, I listen to the Breakfast Club every single day and have done so for the last several, several years. So I really um Oh, I didn't know it was given every day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, every every single day, and I have um started. I've supported them on their separate po- um platforms as well. So I, I really love Angela Yee. Genuinely, I'm a big fan of her. I always feel like she is always like I did. She definitely is soft spoken, but she always does such thorough research on her guests. Like if somebody has a book, she she been on read the book before they came on the show, and they always be so shocked. Like, dang, how you know that? Or certain artists that she always has information about and things like that that she's actually participated in. And they just be so shocked. I always admire that. And um, not saying that Charlemagne doesn't, but I've from what I've noticed, he always he obviously brings the shock value, but he always be Googling stuff right there on the spot. And he don't be yeah. trying to hide it. DJ Envy be wrong about stuff. He be asking stupid questions. Don't get me wrong. It adds an interesting shape to the show, but I would definitely make him tier three of the three. And he's also a DJ. And he also worked at that radio station before they even joined the show. So it's a little bit different for him. But I'm really proud of her because she has, um, you know, she's had lip service before she was even on The Breakfast Club. So that's her own platform that she's grown. It's very successful. And she has a completely different personality over there. And I think a lot of it is because she gets to have her own discussions, her own personality, do her own thing. I really admire that. She's had opened several businesses. She's she, she's a real estate investor. She got a coffee shop. She got a juice bar. She got a hair store. She's really doing her thing. And she's been working with a lot of, like, um, um, black-owned, like, 
media companies and things like that. So I think it's only a matter of, like, like I mentioned earlier, like T-Pain, you, you shouldn't have to be in the same area of business for a long time. You should be able to evolve from that. And I think she has. Um, also, I definitely expected Charlemagne to leave first because I felt like he probably has the biggest impact on that show. If he left, yeah, it might still keep going, but it won't be nearly as successful uh, as it would have been before. But I think that her personality is definitely not what I would have assumed for a morning show, but I, I like what she brings and she always be like, now I know earlier years, I mean, the show has been over, been on air over 10 years and earlier years, all of them were terrible. Every last one of them, but they also had to grow together and learn how to work amongst each other. But over the last several years, she has always been super like done her research. They're super thorough. She asks questions. She, she tries to be non-biased and she also always speaks up for women. She always speaks up for women, even when she shouldn't be. Cause I'd be like, girl, what? Mm. But I really respect that. So I'm proud of her. I'm happy for her. I really do like Angela Yee. Mark Angela. I hope, um, she did say that she plans on doing something. Yeah, so she's gonna have a spinoff. She's gonna so yeah. right after the Breakfast Club goes off of air, she's gonna have her own show, which is gonna be syndicated in at least 30 markets, which is amazing. Um, on top of her lip service show and other things that she's gonna be doing. But she's gonna pretty much bring the things that she brought to the Breakfast Club to her own show, which is really good. I'm happy to hear that. Um, I um don't listen to the radio in real time. I go so I watch their segments on YouTube and then I'll listen to the show, the whole show taping that they'll put up. So I, I mean I watch the show from beginning to end. So I feel like my cousins um but you know i think that uh i definitely remember a, a a flyer leaking some months back on gossip in the city of them looking for another host they had people like remy ma on there they had a couple people and i think remy ma would be a good addition because she ha she did really well really well filling in for wendy you know she had a show with joe budden a while back she's a really 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 story really good storyteller and she's really smart and i think that might be a good addition and she's part of the culture there's a couple other people from radio they had on that list and then there's some people they had on trial runs but i think that um it might be nice to just have guest guest hosts here and there until they find a good match like they did for the wendy show yeah um i'm actually really sad about the wendy show i ain't gonna lie i ain't watch it like that like all the time but i also watch that every day i did anyway <laughs> Um, just to see where she is now, she's not, you know, it's just crazy, yeah, but you a lot know, going on. I feel like she's been taken advantage of, and I think that that's something she just cannot escape. Just kind of like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, and I'm just assuming from the outside she's looking in, but I hate not there anyway, like for real, for not trying to be funny, but she is, yeah, she's not. And I just feel like a lot of her life decisions is always in the hands of another man, and I don't like that because she's she yeah. actually a boss, but she's all her weakness has always been men, seemingly, just like Janet Jackson. Um, just like, um, no, I'm not gonna say that. All right. Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> one thing about it. I, was out. I wanted to shout out little baby. He bought out West End Mall last week and literally had free haircuts, free clothes, free shoes for the kids. You know, I love when people give back to the community. It's one thing to have a turkey drive, but this man really like redecorated West End Mall and had the whole hood out. I love, I love that when I really get it to where I have so much liquid cash and really have people that's willing to, um, you know, partner with me i would love to do something like that for my hood like just always have these kind of events i want to go above and beyond what people expect because people little people sometimes people really don't have money to get backpacks to get shoes to get haircuts and something like that first week of school is so important for kids like even if you look crazy for the rest of the year that first week of school you want to you want to step out you know what i'm saying you want to look good you want to feel confident so I just admire little baby for doing his part. He really is a hood hero, and he's so chill. I just, I love it. But I hope he's not one of the ones finna get indicted on these Rico charges because we need him for the next back to school. Um, somebody said they were they, they was all down Cascade. The police they was doing a raid or something. I said that's probably another Rico charge. Yeah, I ain't no telling. I don't even know why she said that junk out loud. But shout yeah. out to little baby man. He just, and you know, I feel like he been giving back since he since he first got on the major scene. So I don't know what he was doing before. Well, I know what he was doing before that, but uh, after the fact, I just think that he just always cared. You know, it's just it's just admirable. You know, being from the west side as well, it's nice to see people in our hood doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Okay, hello, hello. Um, next I want to talk about Irv Gotti, a pussy asshole. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. So basically, y'all, Irv got it went on Drink Champs and almost immediately he started talking about Ashanti. I swear to God, five minutes in, he already talking about it's like they must have had some kind of beef prior. Obviously, they had some issue with her music and stuff like that. But you would think that he just got off the phone with her and cussed her out. And so he wanted to show the drag up. The man ain't been with the girl in 20 plus years. And all he keeps talking about is how certain songs was wrote about him. He was showing off his Rolex that she apparently bought him. Mind you, she was like 20, 19, 20 during that time. And he was a married man. Exactly. And it's so freaking sick. Have you ever had an ex that was just like obsessed with you? Like years later that you try to get rid of? Um, so <clears throat> I don't have exes that are obsessed with me. But I will say that all of my exes have tried to come back plenty of times. <laughs> um, now, when it comes to guys that I've just dated, like I talked to, uh, you know, we may have went on a few dates, whatever. The adults, they always come back and they are obsessed with me. Like I have people who um, who I've given my number to on like some friendship things or just just like not even thinking, just gave my number to somebody. And when I tell you that, like I have this one person that has been texting me for since I moved. Like I even told them, I'm like, I don't even live in Atlanta no more. Like, give it up. Stop texting me. This fool talking about, I fly there. Oh, brother. Start eating socks. Go touch grass. So, um... I'm sorry. I'm looking through my email right now, and I have an invoice that I sent on June 10th that has not been paid, and it's August. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, I feel like so I haven't been in that many relationships, and uh, every dude I've ever talked to or dated, they know once you stop talking to me, you need to stop talking to me forever. So I've yeah. only had one- oh anybody that even have if they've been friends with your ass, they know. Anywho, I've only had one that um mm. used to do stuff like create social media accounts and stuff like that to get to me, even though they were blocked from my phone. Um, but I've heard, I mean, over the years, I've definitely had people like, yeah, such and such was talking. He was asking about you, this, this, and that. But I literally don't even bat an eye, so I don't give a darn. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think they just know better. And and um, of the few relationships I've had, one ended terribly so it it was not it was very much like don't talk to me don't even come in my zip code but yeah i just was interested <sighs> because irv Gotti is doing the most after 20 20 years 20 years how much coochie you don't have in 20 years and you back on a shine because she still looks amazing and you can't believe she had audacity to be with nelly the rapper anyway mm. All right. Anywho, I wanted to, um, for today's topic, I wanted to talk about things that we didn't really get to do or handle growing up or as kids that we, you know, really value now or that we get to do now. Like, for example, something uh, when I was younger, I definitely did not go to the dentist as a kid number one just being poor number two just kind of not you know when you when your life is in a certain condition you don't really prioritize certain things because you're just trying to get food on the table right so as an adult yeah. I, I have mentioned several times on this show that i really have i'm seriously paying for my dental work right now because it was not taken care of as a kid which is fine we on the last track next month it's a wrap we all good but it's something that I think about all the time because it's like, wow, something's so important. And essentially it was free because I had Medicaid, but it wasn't handled as a kid, maybe due to lack of information, lack of like caring. I don't really know. But I was just curious to know if there was something that you, and it could be an activity or whatever, but it's something that you you um really value now or are paying for now because you didn't yeah. do it. Um, oh, you know what? What's so crazy is that... <clears throat> <clears throat> it's a lot of things that I did do as a child, but but it's a lot of things that I didn't do. And now that I'm an adult, I take it to the extreme. Okay. Um, now I definitely can get better with my um, dental visits because I, de- I it's I don't know. I just been having weird. Um, ever since I got my braces taken off, my dental history has just been kind of iffy. But um, like I remember going to like as a kid, even up even as an adult. I remember uh, me going to like first go grocery shopping and stuff like that. I remember my mom used to just go to, to places like Food Depot, Big Bear in the West End, stuff like that, because they had cheaper meat. 
And so I realized that that is a lot of the reason why we have the problems that we have now is because of the um, type of grocery stores that we used to go to growing up. And so now I make it a point that if I get seafood, if I get chicken, no matter what it is, I either go to a, um, a meat market or I'll go to like Whole Foods or something. Yeah, so you can get quality stuff. And it's honestly cheaper that way. And you can control the amount you get. Because sometimes you end up getting too much. And sometimes it can go bad. Because you just got extra stuff. Yeah. Like, and and then also, I feel good about it. I feel like even um, since I started doing that, I can tell the difference between the taste of it and just how it cooks and how much better it looks. um, The color of the food. Just everything. Um, And that's the same thing with clothes. Like, um... Like when they, I spend money on my underclothes. Now my other clothes, like my t-shirts and stuff like that, whatever. But my underclothes, like my underwear, um, I've noticed that over time, you know, you get those. I'm used to going to Walmart and getting them pack of uh, ten pack of drawers, the Gildian underwear with the little. Low key, I'm headed back towards that route. Really? I just want want to be comfortable. I don't care about it being cute. Just give me something to go over my belly button. It ain't even about it being cute. I feel like for me. The elastic band in the in the bottom. So one thing one thing I hate, and I say everybody who be around me know this about me. I can't stand no droopy ass draws. <laughs> if you wearing boxers, that's fine. But if you have on boxer briefs that's supposed to be fitted, and the bottom of them legs is like yeah, looking like a loose. hot dog. Now, why is it loose at the bottom? I hate that. So I have to spend, like, the cheapest I'll go is H&M. Yeah, I, um, so I really like to get my underclothes bra and draws from Soma. And they have a nice, um, they have, you know, before Skims, that's where I went for my neutral. I mean, honestly, I got some Skims draws and I don't really love them. I'm going to be honest with you. But Soma has really nice material. It fits me well. It's just very mature, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, I used yeah. to shop at Pink, Victoria, Victoria's Secret Pink, and I got, like, little puppy dogs and stuff on my drawers and stuff like that. And those were <laughs> cute for the time being, but being older now, I care about, like, you know, coverage and, you know, just really feeling comfortable. Yeah. Um... So, do you ever since since you got older and you know these things, do you ever get um, do you ever get annoyed or have even people come to you and and try to like make you feel bad about those things? So not even bad, but they try to make you feel bougie for doing stuff like that. Definitely call me bougie for a lot of things that I do. Like for example, um, my dog has her own bedroom. But to me, it's not because I I didn't buy this house to get my dog a bedroom. I have an extra bedroom, and I don't want my dog in my room. <laughs> So if she's in That's there, I made it cute. I made it like dog. Like Tabitha Brown just had a collab with Target last week. I went and bought all kinds of doggy stuff from her. I got hazel wall art, all this kind of stuff. Or I've take I like it's just certain things that people. But I think the thing is, is because a lot of things that I do is so routine. People look at it as like I'm yeah. doing, I'm extra. Like when I went to Kenya, and I had Hazel in doggy daycare, and she was getting trained. The fact that I paid for a trainer, people said that was bougie. But a lot of people's dogs behave so terribly that they need trainers. You know what I'm saying? It's like raising a kid. Yeah. Um, people have called me boozy for like having a subscription to the car wash, but it's like twenty dollars a month. I go. That's but you get what I'm exactly. So I think that I everything I do it has been so it has become. I have a lot of routine stuff that I do like maintenance, life maintenance in general. But it's funny because a lot of that stuff people later on down the line realize was a better investment and they should have did it too. Because twenty dollars a month. I can go as much as I want. When it's piling, I'm not going to pay somebody $30 every time I wash my car. I'm going to drive through and do what I got to do. Um, uh, I, I don't, It's just a lot of stuff, like a lot of little regular stuff that people like. I, I always buy new glasses every year. And the reason why is because I have vision insurance and it covers my glasses. So why wouldn't I get them? Yeah. But I think that people, a lot of people are wasteful. They'll, they'll have those same access to those services as me. They'll sign up for them and they may not actually take advantage of it. So I think it's the fact that I actually make sure... I check off on the list. It might seem abnormal to people and stuff like that. Like um, my hair, I, my hair was terrible growing up. It was never, you know, it was it was very popular to get relaxed. Natural hair was not in, so my hair would look quote unquote nappy. Not realizing that I actually, could, if I would have known what I know now, my hair would be so long and so much more healthy. My hair is healthy now, but I'm just saying like. If I knew proper hair maintenance back then, then I would have, you know, my I would have had to. I pretty much this what a process of what I'm dealing with my teeth. I had to do the same thing with my hair. I had to go back, go into recovery, like get professional help and find things to be, you know, well taken care of. Um, 
Another thing is, you know, I get, you know, a housekeeper sometimes uh, every now and then. I often like every quarter, but sometimes I mean, my bathroom, I need to clean from top to bottom. And if I try to clean my house myself, I essentially can only really dedicate time to the living room and the kitchen. Then when I get to the bedrooms, now the living room and the kitchen need to be cleaned again. So if I can just get somebody to come in and give me a reset for a couple hundred dollars, that saves me so much time because when they in here, I be working. I'm minding my business, doing my job. So that's my time that I get to have back. Um, I also have a lot of wigs because I like to change my hair a lot. And instead of paying somebody every two weeks to do my hair, I just go into the Barney bag and I see, I figure out what's the flavor of the day. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a lot of routine. I just, I don't know. I just like to feel and look a certain way. Like right now, um, usually I get a haircut every week, but since I am planning on getting my hair twisted, I haven't got my hair twisted since March. So I really be wanting like a um like a fresh shave. I feel like you don't feel like your haircut looks perfect unless you let all the hair mm-hmm, grow. Back I get in. it. And you get that fresh like shave. So now I'm not I'm I'm not getting a haircut until next week. But um <clears throat> I get a haircut every week. I get a mani and petty every two weeks. And I do and even I do this stuff to look good and feel good. I also do this for my clients. I have to touch mm-hmm. their faces. I cringe online when people post like them holding drinks, them driving, whatever they're doing, and they post their nails and their nail beds look crazy. Their nails be dirty, long. It's just disgusting. So I make sure I keep myself up in that way. Um, I take vitamins. I buy like $10 eye drops because (laughs) I know that's excessive, but I I definitely... um, I use these Roto eye drops. They be like eight dollars, um, but I like them because they make my eyes clear. Like growing up, I had hay fever, so I've always had red eyes. Like that's just my mama did too. Like it's just natural. But I do feel like um, uh, your skin and your eyes are two things that go first when you start getting. Mm-hmm. And that's because that that impacts your brain health. Like a lot of that stuff is connected. Yeah. So I feel like when I see people with yellow eyes and brown spots on their eyes and stuff like that, I'm like, oh girl, the liver is fried, diet, lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. When I see people drinking sodas and juices all the time, and that's another thing. Growing up, you know, we live in a food desert, so we only had access to junk. You know, we never even was inspired <laughs> to have fresh food and stuff like that. And now, oh my God, it's just the way. I mean, and I can I can still be much better about the way I eat, but I used to eat candy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Ice cream, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, and I remember. I you were sitting there eating the whole thing I ice cream and then say, I feel sick. Of course <laughs> And I just, it just never occurred to me that I was eating terrible. I was not even drinking water. So I'm just so grateful I don't have high blood pressure or any other kind of medical conditions tied to my eating eating habits. But it doesn't mean that I'm exempt from it going forward. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just, it's like I started off bad. I got to get much better. But that's another thing. I'm just like, I, I have to have a bunch of water. I don't even, I, I will drink a juice. But I j- actually just bought juice when I went to Trader Joe's this um last week. And that was my first time in a long time even buying juice because I try to stay away from that. But I just was like, oh, okay. I was just on the Trader Joe's run. I was just grabbing stuff. But mm. I definitely could still eat a lot less ice cream than I do. But I just, oh, my God. Some stuff, the way I see people eat is so cringe. Or sometimes people's skin, like I used to, like maybe seven years ago is when I really started to properly care for my skin. But I used to think that I could just go in the shower and just wipe my face with my rag. I used to think that I could use the same rag. It's just so many oh, things. Oh, yeah, that- for sure. And it's like, these are like small luxuries that some people who didn't grow up like we did would think is normal. And it's okay that we didn't know yet, but it's all about how, we, what we do once we get that new information. But it's the way, the type of soap I use now, like, you know, getting exfoliating, getting waxes, just so many different things that, you know, that I have on my little list of self-care that has to become a permanent behavior that I was not doing before. I mean, having the same kind of socks. I mean, just so many little things. And it seems like little stuff, but when you don't have access to stuff, you sacrifice and you make, you know, way for things that you want instead of like, you know, what you might think is, well, somebody might be like, girl, getting away is every single month. That's a waste of money. Or, get, you know, only going in the summertime is better than year round. But it's it's also small investments for long term, like longevity, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's people don't even get that car on regular oil changes. Um, now I, I know 
I don't be paying attention to my damn breaks, but I I definitely oh no. see. I always go to the routine. I also go to the, I go to the dealership for my routine service. Also, I make sure all that's on point because I just I've you know I've seen over not me. I've always even when I had cheaper cars, I've done the same thing, and I was just like I don't want to one day get in my car and it won't crank up, and I'm still paying a car note on it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel you. I've been there before. But yeah, so um, you know, I just recently started like reassessing my my mouthwash. I mean, just every little thing. When you just know better, you do better, or you try to. You should try to. Yeah. And so, um, even being on birth control—that's a luxury, baby. <laughs> I mean, especially nowadays, child. Okay. Oh Jesus. Um, I'm trying to see what else because I do a lot of things that people every day call me bougie for. I've come to a conclusion <clears throat> for me that um. Um, you know, I just now I'm able, now I make money enough money to do certain things that I weren't able to do before. Of course, I'm going to try new things. Of course, I'm going to uh, experiment with different um, things, especially if it's healthy for me to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just accepted the fact that I'm the bougie friend and the bougie family member. All the and family I don't even like that self care is considered bougie. You know, I think bougie is being snobby. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. I'm I not like that, you know, minding my business. I'm just over here eating fresh meat from all foods. Exactly. It's things that we all could potentially have access to. And like I hate when people call me rich and I know what rich means Ooh. and maybe I could be perceived as rich, but I don't like that because I don't, first of all, I don't have a lot of liquid cash. Let's be very clear. I have most of my money is in my business, but I just, you know, I just think that it it is a separate, a no, it, people say it when they notice a difference or a separation. And I don't like that because nothing has ever changed me. Not being poor has not changed me. I'm just, you know. A regular person. I don't want people asking me for money. Like y'all been on the road this week. That's why I'm not checking my Facebook messages no more. Oh, they've been back on it. Child, I I'm swear they selling it. templates. They selling begging templates. Okay. They all saying the same stuff. I'm like, now y'all had a meeting. But yeah, so what yeah. You, like, what will make you just say I'm gonna? And it's crazy because the stuff they post on their page be stuff that costs money. Or they'll go, you know, it's like, hey, if you you gotta play the part if you want some sympathy. Right. But yeah, I definitely don't like the boozy stuff. It's really lame because I feel like it's only boozy when it's a black person doing it, because everything else they assume is normal for white people. Um, I'm allowed to have nice things, I'm allowed to afford nice things, and I'm not gonna feel bad or think make think that you think I'm better than them because I've been doing stuff that I now have access to. That's gonna be our next t-shirt. Uh, I'm gonna need Alicia to uh, go back and take that whole whatever she just said and figure out <laughs> a way to put it on a t-shirt because I need that to wear. Yeah, it's just like stop being, don't be divisive. You know what I'm saying? Just like, just be Oof. normal. Just You can do the same thing. I mean, I'm 33 years old. I'm way past the point of affording myself nice things. I'm not a kid. I'm young, but I ain't that darn young. So I mean, this is a normal stage. I mean, I'm an auntie, literally. So, you know, why can't I do other things? I ain't no auntie, but if I start calling you the broke friend, you're gonna be mad. So stop dividing us. If I started calling you poverty parisian. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's no joke, but I just don't like that. To me, it always comes. You know, you ever been around somebody (laughs) and they like eyeballing you and you can tell i feel like that's when they start gathering those those thoughts like oh she, Child, oh, she I, I think i get sized up everywhere i go first of all i wear gold chains uh daily so, oh yeah you have your way brother they be looking like oh nice chains don't compliment my chains now I think that's why you gotta find other people that wear chains so it can just feel normal ain't that a shame <laughs> I get it though. People get excited. They be like, "Oh, you know Honestly, what I'm saying?" I don't care no more. I do not care no more. If that's what you feel like, I'm bougie because I do th- do this and I have certain things or I eat certain things or go certain places or because I like fresh fruit. And and I love Popeyes. Well, I don't eat fast yeah. food no more like that. So. Oh, my poor boo-boo. I'm one of those. Yeah, I'm not with it. I'm grown. I'm not 20-nothing years old, so everything that I do is totally normal, and you need to accept it. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let me see if I have anything else on my to-chat list to chat out. All I got to say is once I'm finished losing this weight, I don't want to hear Hello, somebody. And guess what? When I drop my tape, I'm doing a song with T-Pain. 
<laughs> okay, me too. I would love a sober tea fair. I love an episode. Yeah, we can buy a drink again. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was that your um your uh, was that Shay that didn't like that on your voicemail? Remember that? You had a call back tone, ring back tone, and Shay had left a voicemail on your phone saying that he didn't like the um. He said at the at the bar, oh, don't smoke, that, don't hey, drink. Like, Wait, who you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um. It was a don't smoke, was, don't drink. That's not um. Yeah, that that's bar. why I'm. That was so. It was on. It was bartender. And he favorite. liked it because he felt like it was a positive message, I think. He didn't like it. Oh, he didn't? <laughs> he didn't like it because I had that and I was only like 18, 19, and it was like, don't smoke, don't drink. That's why I'm... Oh, maybe he did like it. Yeah, I thought he liked it because he, he, he left a voicemail saying he liked it because it was a positive message. Oh. Well, look <laughs> who he knows! <laughs> You remember our voicemails? Well, mine used to be. Uh, we remember we had recorded each other voicemail greeting. Yeah, but, but I remember one time, dramatic. mine was like Alicia, and my dad was like, "You need to take that off. That's unprofessional." I'm like, "I'm 17. I ain't ready to be grown yet." But I definitely got a job at IKEA with a ring back tone on my phone. Hello, so and I got fired by them, but it's okay. <laughs> That's they lost. Screw them losers. Now I'm furnishing my properties with they with they stuff. Yeah, with y'all stuff. No discount. Full circle, babes. Okay. Anyways, all right. Let's wrap this thing on up. You got anything coming up? No, I have a busy week weekend. I, I want to hang out this weekend, but two things. Um, monkey and pot. I'll just point out. I need to get my monkey pot vaccine. And then um, I need to figure out my hair situation. So my girl from Atlanta who does my hair, she's coming out here and I finally get to get my hair done. I think I said at the beginning of the episode, but however, comma, this girl talking about she done booked the flight for the wrong days. Uh-oh, she better figure it out. So now she's trying to switch our appointments. I booked my appointment for Monday because I know I'm going to be off that day for sure. And now she's like, Monday isn't available. I have to choose Saturday or Sunday. And you ain't going to better. Hey. Sunday, but Sunday, I, I, I told my friend, um, one of my friends that live out here, I told her I would um, do her makeup for her single cover or whatever. And I'm going to have to get my hair done. So I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I asked a girl what she has available for Saturday, but I allegedly have a client Saturday, so I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see, child. Oh, child. It's hard being all here. right. Well, I'm gonna be going house shopping, just looking at properties, making offers. Hopefully, I have an offer in by next week because I'm, you know, I'm an ambitious um, buyer. I don't have time to wait. Mm-hmm. You find something good, you lock it in. You did. I feel you, and that's on Chrome Hearts. Hello, somebody. All right. Well, that's been another episode of ODP. I actually like this episode. I feel like we flow very well. Maybe it's because we record, recorded in the daytime. Because I'd be sleepy at night. Mm. Mm. All right. Holla at your girl.